Back when I was the ETF trader at Lehman, there was a couple of guys at Bear Stearns that wanted to talk to me. It was the head of equity derivatives and an option trader. And basically, they wanted to hire me. They wanted to hire me to work at Bear. We never got around to talking about numbers, um, but for sure it would have been more than I was making at Lehman. Okay. And I turned them down because they were a couple of jokers. When I say jokers, I mean unsophisticated. Um, I did not get the impression that they were that smart. The, the intellectual horsepower at Lehman was very, very high. And this would have been a step down sideways at a minimum. So was not the right fit. And as an employee, I was very loyal to Lehman because Lehman was the one firm that took a chance on me. I was a poor kid from Eastern Connecticut, was in the military, went to a third tier MBA program, and they took a chance on me, okay? So, I mean, and actually, when I was applying for jobs at, on, on Wall Street, I applied to Bear, and they turned me down. I got, I, I got a rejection letter from him. So I was very loyal to Lehman. You know, I wanted to keep working there. I was making $850,000 at the time, which I thought was a lot of money. As it turns out, I had no idea how much people were getting paid. I should have been getting paid a lot more. But let's say Bear would have paid me $1.5 million, okay? Should I have done that? Should I have moved over to Bear? And the answer is absolutely yes. I absolutely should have done it. You know, just pretend we're living in an alternate universe where Bear doesn't go under. Like, it would have been the right thing to do. Absolutely would have been the right thing to do, you know, to take a deal from Bear Stearns. Or, or get take the $1.5 million bid, go back to Lehman and say, hey, Bear's going to pay me one and a half. Can you do better? I'll stay. People did that sort of thing all the time. We called it holding up the bank. I'm going to hold up the bank and try to get paid more, right? And so what happens when you hold up the bank is that your reputation kind of goes down after that. You're kind of viewed as a mercenary, but you're getting paid a lot more money. And people did that sort of stuff all the time, really with no consequences. So, of course, if I did that, I no longer would have been loyal. But that's a good thing because employers take advantage of people who are lawyer, lawyer, I can't even speak, loyal. I, it's not just Wall Street. I mean, Wall Street does that. If you're loyal, they'll take advantage of you. But it's it's everywhere in the private sector. That's absolutely the case. So it does not apply to academics. It does not apply to government service. But it applies everywhere else. If you're a top performer, you can demand to be paid more or go someplace where you will. If you are a bottom performer, you cannot get away with this. And I don't want to say that loyalty isn't a good thing because it absolutely is. If you're happy at your job and you're being compensated, then there really isn't a reason to leave, you know. But let me rephrase that. There's not really a reason to leave over a trivial amount of money. But if we're talking about a huge amount of money, then it absolutely makes sense to do that. So I'll just give you a stupid example. Let's say you're making 80 grand a year, okay? And somebody offers you 200 grand to do the same job. There, there's like, there's no doubt about it. You should, you should do that. The interesting thing is some people won't because they're very comfortable. 
you know, but an extra 120 grand a year, if you're making 80 grand a year is just a huge amount of money. It's going to change your life. You know, I like to say this all the time. More money is good. I mean, (laughs) which is like the most obvious thing to say in the world. But a lot of people don't really understand that, that more money is good. You know, so let me just give you, let me give you another example. So my wife knows somebody that was making 45 grand a year and he had the opportunity to make a lot more. I can't go into details. Okay. But he could have almost doubled his salary. Chose not to do it. Now there was a whole bunch of things involved. There was like commuting and this and that. There was a whole bunch of other factors, but he had the opportunity. I'm guessing to make about 80 grand a year and he turned it down and he continued to make 45 grand a year. And this is a guy who was financially hurting, like really like, you know, struggling to get by, you know, and uh, you kind of you kind of scratch your head when people do that, you know. But people get comfortable. There's also this phenomenon called inertia. You know, and inertia is a, is a concept from physics, sort of the idea that an object at rest tends to stay at rest. And you know, all of us are basically objects at rest. I mean, I'm an object at rest. You know, I have this newsletter, and I'm very comfortable, and whatever. And you know, for me to blow up my life and do something totally different would be very hard. You know, so I get it. I'm not, I'm definitely not looking down on people that stay in their jobs, you know, but if somebody, if somebody's offering you twice as much money, like then you really, it's really worth it most of the time to do that. So, I mean, I made 45 grand at one point in my life, you know, when I was like 25, right. And if if I had the chance to make 80 grand when I was 25, oh yeah, I definitely would have done it, you know, and it would have changed my life. So the takeaway here is that money is important. And a lot of people think other things are more important, like having friends. I don't know, some bullshit. Like it's just, I don't, I don't understand the logic. I don't, you know, And I'm not saying if you're going to make like an extra 10 grand, like maybe it's not worth blowing up your life, but if it's a lot of money, you got to strongly consider doing it. So changing jobs is stressful. It is, you know, maybe your commute is going to get longer. Maybe you're going to be working with new people. Maybe they're assholes. Maybe your boss is going to be an asshole, but you don't know. Maybe they'll be better. Maybe it'll be better than your current job. You know, so, and you might decide it's not worth the risk. And all I can say is if you, if you turn down an offer because you are comfortable in your job, then you lose the right to complain how little money you have. You lose the right to complain about the fact that you don't have any money because you had the opportunity to make more. So I, you know, I make a lot of money, but I I had a very difficult path. I still have a difficult path. You know, when I was on Wall Street, nine years, incredible stress. See the gray hair on the video? See the gray hair? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 48. I'm almost completely gray. <laughs> that's, I, I really think that's what that's all about. You know, I've lived like three lifetimes working on Wall Street. So what I, what I do isn't easy. What I did wasn't easy, but I, you know, I'm compensated for it. So I do have a theory about this. This whole quiet quitting thing, this is like new. I just heard about this in the last couple of days. My intern mentioned this. 
And then I've been seeing it on Twitter, this quiet quitting. Quiet quitting, it basically means you're going to be a piece of shit and do nothing at your job. Just do the bare minimum, right? What, like, if somebody came up with this idea in 1999, they would be ostracized from society. Like, you would never, no one would ever talk to you again, you know? And now this is what we do. We just we just try to work as little as possible. We're just we're just an oxygen thief, right? You're an oxygen. You're stealing oxygen from everybody else. This is the goal to create as little as possible, to exert a minimum amount of effort as possible. This is the goal in 2022. Fuck that. It's insane. I can't believe people are talking about this. You know, you say, well, I'm not going to go above and beyond. I'm just going to do the minimum then you're a piece of shit. Like there's really, I'm not, I'm not mincing words here. That's what that means. You know what I mean? Like, why would you intentionally try to do a bad job? Don't you have any pride? It's nuts. Quiet quitting. So I would say that, you know, 90% of people do this anyway. They do the minimum at their jobs, the minimum not to get fired. Um, I can also tell you that a lot of people aren't challenged at their jobs. They don't have challenging jobs. It's they're easy, you know, and that's I, it's never been me except for a period of about three years when I was doing Intel for the Coast Guard. That was an easy job. But except for that, like I've always been super challenged at my job. And if you're challenged at your job, you have a very fulfilling life. Like there's like there's a lot to live for. You know, what I mean, if you just if you go into work and you're bored. I mean, I would just change jobs because of that. That would suck. And some employers do a good job at challenging employees, and some don't. But just say you went to work for a company like Tesla. I mean, Tesla rides people hard. People work hard. You know, if, you're, if, if you belong to that organization, you have to be fully invested in what they're doing. Because you're going to be working your ass off. Everybody's pulling together. Amazon too. Amazon's the same way. These are high stress environments, you know. And people have made a lot of money. You say, oh, "I'm going to go work. To, I'm going to go work for this electric car company in 2012." You work your ass off for 10 years, and you're worth 30 million bucks on the stock. I mean, that's that's the whole goal is to do something like that, you know. So, yeah, I, there was a couple years when I was in the Coast Guard. I was working at Intel. I mean, I was, my, my job, I was an analyst and I was supposed to write stuff and I did. I didn't write all that much. And me working at like 20% effort meant that I was like crushing everybody else in the office. I was like a hero in that office. I so just working like 20% of the time. I went to, I went to the gym for like two hours a day, you know? So anyway. Um, maybe there is a correlation between working hard and getting paid. I think maybe that's a weak correlation because there are people who do work very hard. who don't get paid very much. And there are some people that don't work at all and get paid a lot. The one thing I will say is in terms of that concept, you know, I guess we kind of have this mythology of the idle rich, right? Like we think of rich people as like, you know, smoking pipes and they're in smoking jackets and these libraries with leather doors and stuff like that. I mean, that's really mythology is what it is. You know, most rich people work hard, but some people don't. And the one thing I will say is, is that it does get easier the more successful you get. You know what I mean? And you're also, you're working on different stuff, you know, 
Like it's not work work. It's not labor, but it's more directing resources and management and stuff like that. You're making decisions, right? You're getting paid for your brain. You're getting paid to be smart. So before we go, time to go, I'm going to give you some uplifting life advice. Okay. Number one, whatever you think you are capable of, you are capable of so much more. Number two, whatever you think you can produce in a day, you can produce five times as much. You just haven't been challenged yet. Okay. So, and if you're self-employed, you should be pushing yourself very hard. So those are my thoughts on that. Like I always say, if you're looking for ways to make more money, there are ways to make more money that don't involve prostituting yourself. Although it could be fun. You know, when I was 25, I wanted to run off and join the porn industry, which would have been huge amounts of fun for a couple of months, but then a lifetime of regret. So anyway, maybe we should leave it there for a day. Come to my party Friday, September 16th at Do Supper Club in New York City. If you're looking to buy tickets, I'm spraying links all over the Internet. There's some of my newsletters. You can go through my timeline on Twitter. So I'd love to see you there. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.